you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 through 4, and then 12 through 13. Um, Actually, I tell you what, don't look in your Bibles. I want you to look on the screen because I only, only want to read a small portion of this verse and then you'll understand as we get deeper in the message. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the overcoming life. Watch this, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him, and if you don't mind me adding, her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he or she trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Verses 12 through 14 now. Lord, you will establish peace for us. For you have also done all our works in us. O oh Lord our God. Here it is. Watch this. I want you to really pay attention to this last part. Masters besides you have had dominion over us. Again, I want to talk to you this morning about the overcoming life. You see, in this life, you are either being overcome or you are overcoming. There's only two. It's just like light and darkness white and black, there's only really two choices. Either you are being overcome this morning or you, in fact, are overcoming. For the entirety of your Christian life, you will have to overcome some things. How many agrees with me? While you're overcoming, you're still going to have to overcome new obstacles and new problems and new issues Every day. How many knows Paul said that I die daily? And we understand that death is the, the avenue to new life, to, to the overcoming life. And, and listen to me, I want to say this. It's not a once, it's like salvation. It's not a once and done thing. To be an overcomer means that you overcame yesterday, you overcome today, and if God's grace allows you to enter into tomorrow, you will be an overcomer. See, that's what the Bible said God is. God is the same. We just sung it this morning. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen, amen. Now watch this. There It said, masters beside you have had dominion over us. So I want to ask you this morning, what masters have had dominion over you? Maybe some masters may be this, fear, worry, dread, stress, anxiety. Or maybe for others it's inferiority, intimidation, or low self-esteem. While yet for others it could be shame or guilt or remorse. Maybe for you it's Anger or bitterness or unforgiveness. Maybe for some of us it's busyness, not business, busyness or hurriedness. Maybe you battle a master of overcommitting yourself, tiredness or fatigue. 
How about this one? Laziness or undercommitment. See, there's there's folks that overcommit their lives. There's folks that are too busy and they have a slave master of overcommitment. But then there's those of us that are lazy or undercommitted. Many of us don't even commit to being a member of a local body of the church. See, I don't know about you, and I didn't watch the game. I don't even know who won yet, and I know probably many of you do. But if you got to understand, for somebody to win the football game, you got to know who's on your team. You got to know who's with you. You got to know who's for you. And many of us have a master of undercommitment. We don't want to commit to anything. We don't want to commit to doing a trail of treats trunk. We don't want to commit to going to the store and buying some. Hello, somebody. It takes things to do ministry. And we need people that will commit this morning. That's not the message. I don't know how I got on that. Maybe it's laziness or undercommitment or apathy or lethargy. Maybe your master is depression or oppression or maybe it's some sickness or disease. Whatever it may be, just like the children of Israel when Isaiah prophesied and declared and spoke on behalf of Israel to God, we have had, the truth of the matter is, come on, will you agree with me? We have had masters over us Besides the Lord. Revelation. Turn with me in Revelation. While you're doing that, maybe another master would be weariness. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, New Living Translation, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary... And carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest. Watch this. Not just for your bodies. But for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my is easy to bear. And the burden I give you. Is light. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. There's going to be no division among the nations. Hello, somebody. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I, shared, I, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Right, for these words are true. And faithful, we sung about the faithfulness of God this morning. And he said to me, it is done. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life. Come on, somebody. You ought to be rejoicing right now. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. How many knows Jesus is still saying, come to me. Watch this, verse 7. He or she who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his or her God. And he or she shall be my son or daughter. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burns, and the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Seven times in chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation, the word overcomes is used when he's writing to the seven churches. Revelation 2 and 7. I may not read all of these, but Revelation 2 and 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give from the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. 2.11, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. 2 and 17, he who has an ear, let him hear. Watch this, to, who, to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. 2 and 26, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, Jesus said, and they that endure to the end. There's some endurance in the Christian walk. Listen to me, this is not some bed of roses. This is not some pie in the sky. We're in a warfare. We're in a struggle. We're in a battle. Amen. The Bible said, for we wrestle not. Wrestling implies hand-to-hand, toe-to-toe combat. It's up close. It's, it's personal. The enemy, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. But resist him steadfast. How? In the faith, in the word of God. That's why Ephesians 6 says, he gives all these, and he says, above all, take in the shield of faith faith that you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Listen to me, he's hurling fiery darts at you. He's, he's out, he is against you. He is your adversary. He is a, uh, uh, your enemy. He is uh, uh, totally against you. He is beraging you. He is uh, before the Father. He's the false accuser of the brethren this morning. He's the slanderer. But you and I were designed to be overcomers. Do you believe that this morning? You can read in Revelations 3 and 5 and 3 and 12 and 3 and 21 over and over. Jesus says, to him who overcomes, I will give or I will grant. I'm here to tell you this morning that God wouldn't have mentioned the word overcomes eight times in one book of the Bible if he didn't think it was possible. See, we, if we're not careful, we're going to believe the lie that 
living and overcoming life in this world is impossible. See, we love Revelation 21. We just can't wait till we get over there where there's no more pain or sorrow or death and sorrow and crying and all these. But can I tell you, God has designed us to experience Him in this life. He's not holding the overcoming life in front of you like some carrot they did on the Flintstones cartoon if you grew up in the 70s and 80s like me when Fred and Barney would go out and mow the yard they would have the dinosaur and they'd have a carrot on a fishing line right? and he's trying to bite the carrot and he's just clipping the grass. He never gets what he's... What's, God's not dangling. See, many of us feel like God is dangling to overcome. Like, I've heard about it. I, I, I hear about it. I, I dream about it. I, I long for it. I want an overcoming life. I want to get victory over this addiction. I want to get victory over this depression. I want to get victory over this mindset that I have. But it's just right out of reach. God longs for you. The Bible said it is God's pleasure to give to you the kingdom that's why he came and preached and said the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's in your grasp it's within your ri- it's not somewhere out there it's not some imagination somewhere no the kingdom of God is near you he said draw near to God and God will draw near to you the kingdom is at your reach amen the kingdom of God is advancing by force but we feel like it's just, I've heard about it. I, I've only dreamed about it. I, I just wish that I could get over this personality trait that I have. This, just this Achilles heel that just constantly keeps creeping up in my life. See, because of these eight mentions in one book of the Bible, just one book of the Bible, we can conclude that being an overcomer is especially important in the heart and mind of God for the believer. God designed every one of us to be overcome. Listen to what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. Very familiar verse. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Somebody say towards me. David said in Psalms, I believe it's 139, he said, if I were to count the times that my name come before God, it would be like the sands of the sea and the stars of the air in one day. That's how many times God is thinking about you. That's how many times God is cheering for you and longing for you to live the victorious, overcoming life that He designed you. See, behold, all things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We were created by the handiwork of God. We are what, what Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship, His craftsmanship, His handiwork. Amen. To be put on display. Amen. For all the ages to see what overcomers we were. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says God. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The King James Version says, to give you an expected end. See, you can expect to be an overcomer if you're a believer. 
It's your right. It's your, it's your duty. It's, it's okay to have an expectation now that I have been born of, of, of God. I have been born of Christ. I'm a new creator. It is okay for you to expect. Amen. And for you to expect anything less, you're living beneath your means in God. You can expect to be an overcomer. Let me say this up front. Let me just real, real quickly though. The overcoming life is not a life without trials. The overcoming life is not a life without troubles or problems or issues or difficulties. See, without those, watch this, there's nothing to overcome. See, we got on one spectrum over here, people, I'll never be able to get over this. I'll never be the overcomer. I'll never live victorious. And then you got over here people that believe, man, if I'm born of God, I shouldn't have any issues. I should have no problem. We're like Job's comforters. In this life, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, in this world, I don't know if... Check yourself, pinch somebody beside. Go ahead, pinch them, really, serious, pinch them. Tell them, say, honey, you're in this world. And in this world, you will have tribulations. In life, you will face obstacles and circumstances. And some of you may be asking, like, why can't you be a little more positive this way? I am positive that you will face problems in this life. Hello, somebody. You can't be no more positive. Jesus said it was going to be like this. Paul said in the last days, perilous times will come but guess what in the midst of darkness God has a light that will shine then the darkness cannot overcome it it can't even comprehend it when there was darkness in Egypt there was light in Goshen hello somebody when Pharaoh was traveling in dark the children of Israel that's why Paul said we are not children of the darkness but we're children of the day we're overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Now, with that said, being an overcomer is not as hard as you think it is. You see, we have bought the lie that being an overcomer is hard. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I want you to see that it's not really as hard as we think it is. Even the definition of overcome is not even complicated. Watch, it's simple. They're going to pull it up on the screen. Overcome, you'll see in parentheses, it's a verb. It's something you do. It's action. Amen. If you're inactive, you're not an overcomer. An overcomer gets up. Amen. The Bible said uh, the, the, uh, a righteous man may fall seven times in one day, yet he'll rise again. I tell them all the time. Amen. The success of anything, watch this, is get up one more time than you fall. You fall a hundred times, get up one hundred and one, and you are an overcomer. You fall a thousand times, get up one thousand and one, and you are an overcomer. See, it's really not that difficult. It's just get up one more time than you get knocked down. 
I'm telling you, they will quit. They will get tired of throwing blows. The Bible said that Satan left Jesus for us. He got tired of getting whipped. He got tired of Jesus proclaiming the word of God, amen, and amen, overcoming him, and he left him. Can I tell you, your adversary, your problem, your situation, your son, it will get tired of you getting up one more time than you fall. It's really not that easy. Overcome, verb, overcomes. Watch this. I love this, man. I saw this last night and I locked it down a Jericho around my house, but I was afraid it'd fall. Overcomes. It says, read it in parentheses with me. Third person present. Now, I don't really remember what all that means in proper grammar or English, but I know who the third person of the Trinity is. Hello, somebody. The Holy Spirit, the helper. You can trust that he will be present with you. He will help you up. He will be with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Lo, I am with you all the way along till the end. Being an overcomer, Really, all it means is you just learn how to surrender better. See, we're surrendering to the problem. We're surrendering to the situation. We're surrendering to the circumstance. Hello, let me pull my glasses down low so I can see you real good. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're, we're surrendering to the enemy. We're surrendering to the adversary. We're surrendering to that negative thought when all we should be surrendering to is the Holy Spirit, the helper, the third person of the Godhead who said, Lo, I am your comforter. I am your helper in the time of need. Being an overcomer is just that. It's too easy. But see, it's for us, we've been trained by the world and by sin and by shame and guilt to just keep surrendering to the wrong thing. We just got to learn to start surrendering to the right thing. That wasn't in my notes. That didn't cost any extra. The Holy Spirit knows how to preach a whole lot better than I do. Overcame, past tense, overcoming, present participle, overcome, past part. Watch this. Overcome means, look how simple it is. Succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. To defeat an opponent or prevail. Similar words or phrases, watch this, to get the better of. To prevail over, to get control of, to bridle, to tame, to gain mastery over, to conquer, defeat, vanquish, Beat, reduce, overthrow, triumph, triumph over, overpower, overwhelm, subdue, trounce, thrash. Man, I used to get some thrashings when I was young too. Amen. To destroy, to outdo, to surpass, to crush, and to excel. We have excel classes here at the Well Family Worship Center, Scottsboro, Alabama, to help you learn how to be overcomers. It's just that easy. Now the words overcome, conquer, vanquish, defeat, subdue, reduce, overthrow mean to get the better of, watch this, by force or by strategy. You got to have a strategy. I mean, watch, watch how e- easy the strategy is. It's revealed all through the scriptures. Prayer. Give yourself to scripture and come to the house of God. 
See, you're made overcomer by joining. Ecclesiastes, you can read that in Ecclesiastes. I saw vanity under heaven for one stood alone. If one stands alone, he is easily, watch this, what? Come on, help me, defeated. He is easily overcome. Two are better than one. Three, a three-fold cord, man, you can't even hardly break it. Can you imagine when two, three, or four hundred believers gather together under one roof and unite our faith? We are a force to be reckoned with. We can go to Mexico and build a house. We can go to uh, uh, Chicago and do street ministry while everybody else is being shot because we can be a force to be reckoned with. It's just that easy. Prayer. Scripture reading, gathering in the house of God, and yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's a four step. Man, they don't even, in AA, they got, what is it, 12 steps? It's four steps to victory. The word overcome suggests getting the better of someone or something after a hard struggle. It is going to be a struggle. You are going to have to put up some resistance. The word conquer implies gaining mastery of or over. To vanquish implies a complete overpowering. I won't go over defeat. Watch this. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, 27, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke from your neck. Now this is your master. This is the same Isaiah that said many masters have been over us. But in chapter 10, 27, and he says, And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, King James just says because of the anointing. And we know the anointing in the Old Testament is the Holy Spirit of the New Testament. The yoke will be destroyed because of the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. It's like putting oil on a wrestler. Man, you can't get a hold of them. They slip, they slide. Amen. That's what the anointing. It will destroy the yoke. It will not just put it off and put it in a corner waiting for you to walk out and, and, and the enemy put it back on you. It's not going to put it somewhere in hiding that somebody else will find it in a secret place and then later to hold you captive to it again. No, it will destroy it. It will vanquish it. Hello, somebody. The word subdue implies a defeating and suppression. Reduce implies a forcing to capitulate or surrender. That's what you've got to do to your enemy. You've got to force your enemy to surrender. You gotta force your enemy to capitulate. You gotta force your enemy to say, Man, I'm wore out. I mean, we read the scripture where it says that and unto him was given the power to wear out the saints. Hello, somebody. God give us power to tread upon scorpions and over serpents and all manner of evil, and nothing by any means shall hurt you, the Bible said. I believe God's give us the power to wear out the devil. Oh, man, wouldn't that be a good sight, man? Just If we could just see in the Spirit when faith begins to initiate in your heart and you begin to believe that you were born for better than this, Satan begins to tremble. Satan begins to get nervous. 2 Corinthians. Let me read this. Overthrow stresses the bringing down. 
or destruction of existing power. Let me read that again. To overthrow, that's another word for overcome. To overthrow stresses the bringing down or destruction of existing power. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. I ask them to pull it up in the King James Version. I like it a little better. For though we walk in the flesh, pinch somebody again. No, you better not. They might get aggravated this time. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're what? Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, watch this, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, I didn't know what was happening as a young Christian. I struggled as a young Christian. I'm going to be honest with you. I struggled as a young Christian. But I got a hold of verses like that, and I memorized them. See, see, the Bible said, he, God told Joshua, he said, the Scripture that you meditate See, the Scripture will not bring victory in your life. It's the Scripture that you meditate on. It's the Scripture that you think on. It's the Scripture that you, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It's the Scripture that you allow the breath of God to breathe across the vocal cords of your mouth and you begin to proclaim. So see, I learned and I didn't know what was going on, but there was a process taking place. I was being an overcomer and I was being made to overcome by just simply quoting that verse. Every problem I had, amen, I would quote, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, but the weapons of our warfare. And I would begin to cast down every imagination. I would begin to take every thought captive and all of a sudden slowly but surely I was being made an overcomer without even knowing that I was being made an overcomer that's how easy it is to be an overcomer now y'all know y'all have heard me say this the Bible without memorization is like a gun without bullets in it Next time somebody breaks in your house, pull a blank gun. Pull one that ain't got no bullets and start hammering down on the hammer. See, we're trying to see the Bible. Watch this. Watch this how easy it is. Submit yourself to God. Then resist the devil. What? Come over here. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. What? And he will flee from you. That's a promise in the Bible. Submit yourself therefore to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee. When you submit yourself to God, you're submitting yourself to the Word of God because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you memorize Scripture and you begin to claim back to God what He said, something around, it's like a sweet fragrance in the nostrils of God. Something arouses in Him and He comes down and He says, I want to hear and I want to see and I want to smell more of that. And in His presence, see, Scripture, praying Scripture, praying the Word of God back to Him, it brings the presence of God. And in His presence, there's joy. Watch this. The joy of the Lord is your strength to overcome. Therefore, with joy, 
shall you draw waters out of the wells, what? Of salvation. Come save me, Lord. All of a sudden, you start quoting verses and you get a bucket and it reaches down into the well of God and you bring up waters of everlasting life that will bring victory to your life. The overcoming life is not just a taste of victory every now and then over the issues of life that haunt you and hold you captive to only being brought back into bondage again at your enemy's wishes or desires. See, that's how we feel like, like I can only have momentary victory. I can kind of, you know, I can get victory. I can live the overcoming life. Ever, but man, once this one thing happens, well, that's your trigger. Stay away. The Bible says flee from the appearance of evil. Have no fellowship with the... See, I'm going to tell you how easy it is to walk in the light. Just don't get in the darkness. It's that simple. It's not experiencing a momentary taste of freedom over an issue of life or a particular bondage only for you to be brought back by your captor to the same cage that you escaped from to begin with. You see, many of us have encountered this form of faulty and temporary overcoming life in the past. We feel that it can only be temporary. You know, you've heard those saying, you win some... Yeah, see, you've heard it. See, we've bought that lie. See, I think Christians can win some and win some and win some and win some more. Proverbs 13, verse 12, watch this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. See, we, we, we listen, but Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow Weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now let's read the rest of Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. You keep trying. You keep believing. You keep trying. You keep believing and you will experience the overcoming life. He says, to him who overcomes. Remember, that was the third person present. In other words, God is present to help you in your time of need. Watch what Psalms 46, 1 through 11 says. God is our refuge. I think it's eight times I underlined in these verses the nearness and the refuge of God. Watch this. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. I don't watch this, but years ago I did. I, I watched uh, uh, wrestling. You know, or, or really, I guess you'd call it a soap opera with wrestlers on it. It's what it really was. Uh, not, not none of this real Roman Greco wrestling, you know, where some bones are getting cracked. But they do, they are great athletes. I, I want you to understand, you get hit with a chair, it's still going to hurt you. But they would often at times have what they called tag team wrestling matches. And when that opponent was wearing you down, 
if you could just somehow muster up enough energy to crawl across the ring and to slap your fresh opponent or your fresh, what would he be called? Your, yeah, your partner. Hey Amen. You, you, you tag him and he comes in all fresh. He comes in all fired up. That's what God is to you. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. He is your tag team partner. Now, we're going to read this, but we are called more than overcomers. More than conquerors. See, to conquer is you win. But to be more than a conqueror is when somebody else wins the battle for you. See, the children of Israel were made more than conquerors when God said, you have no need to fight, only present yourselves. And God went down in the valley and annihilated thousands upon thousands of their enemies. They were made more than conquerors. Why? Because they did not trust in their own abilities. It's not by power, nor by might. Watch this. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. God is our refuge, a present help in trouble. Therefore, because of that, watch this, we will not fear. We will not, we will not, we will not fear. Because God is a present help in trouble, and because of that, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. You are the city of God, the holy place. Know you not that your body's what is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall what? Help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raised. The kingdoms were removed. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's calling back and saying the God that delivered Jacob is the same God today. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations. And I want you to see how easy it is to be an overcomer. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So how do you overcome? And again, it's not complex. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. This is how you overcome. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I mean, our exhortation this morning every knee will bow every tongue will confess you can do it now and live the overcoming life or you can do it later and be overcome and thrown into hello somebody whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God 
And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who has been begotten of him. And I've got some notes on this. I just don't have time. Verse 2, by this we know. Watch the assurance. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Again, I've got notes on that. John 14, John 15. Verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. It's not hard. In other words, it's not hard to be an overcomer. Watch this. Verse 4, for whatever is born of God, remember whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That easy. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Verse, watch this. And this is the victory. This, this is the victory that has overcome the world. Long dash, wait for it, think about it. Our faith. Your faith in God's ability to sustain you, to be your helper, to be your present help in the time of need is all you need to be an overcomer. Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? He makes it so simple. But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, with that, to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you also have to believe that He has the power and the authority to give you authority. Now, watch this. I want to show you the difference between power and authority. I may have done this here. I don't know. But power is just something delegated. I mean, you can, uh, you can have power to orchestrate. You can have power to perform. But if I were to walk out on that lane out there in that, brand new asphalt and stand in the middle of the lane of opposing traffic and a semi-truck is coming near me and I just reach my hand out and I just stand there. That truck has more power than I do and it will overcome me. How many believes that? But you can take a person with a blue uniform that weighs the same amount I weigh. and I could probably whip all day long. But because he's got a blue uniform with a little silver badge that says certified by the state of Alabama and with a whistle in his mouth, he can with authority stand in the middle of that road and I don't care how bad that trucker needs to get his delivery on time. When he stands there, that trucker recognizes the authority that is within that suit. When you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you are putting on a uniform that you've been authorized and deputized by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To reach your hand now and resist every pain, every trial, every dominion. Amen. And it has to obey you. That's what John was writing. Whoever is born of God is he who overcomes. It's just 
that easy. Listen to watch this in, in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's back up again. He said, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So John had in clear terms that our faith in Christ is the victory that has overcome the world. So what is faith? You, I've got several verses. We'll just read verse 1, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I mean, why go to the world for a definition when the Bible tells you what faith is? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Man, I just hope I can get through this battle. Man, I just hope one day I'll get victory over this character flaw that, I, that, that just keeps continually creeping up in my life. I just hope faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence see I don't see myself as an overcomer see I didn't see myself as an overcomer all those years of early just quoting to the enemy scripture after scripture but slowly but surely just like Samson when they made mockery of him and they put him around and he's just pushing amen around the grinding stump amen something's happening on the inside of Samson his muscles are facing resistance see the resistance that's against you is only building your faith muscle. Amen. Samson's muscles begin to grow again. Amen. Samson began to believe in God again. Amen. And the Bible said that in his last day he defeated more enemies than all the enemies in his former life. See, faith will cause you to see things that you used to not see. Hello, somebody. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Well, how do you get faith? It's given to you by God, Romans 12, 3. And God has dealt to each one or has given to everyone a measure of faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And here, see, some of you are going to hear this word and some of you are going to hear this word and some of you are going to hear this word and you're going to walk out here and you're going to start believing I can overcome this I can be victorious in this life oh I'm not waiting till the life to come no I want victory now Amen. I want to make the, the Bible said the enemy will come in one way, but you'll stand up and resist him and he'll flee seven different ways that is your heritage that is a promise of God Hearing or receiving a word from God activates your faith. I used this analogy a couple of weeks and nights ago. Amen. There, there's this epoxy. Uh, uh, Cody would know more. I remembered your name this morning. Hello, son. I say, I'm an overcomer. Cody could tell you more about this, but there's the glue and then there's the activator. And the glue is no good until you mix the activator in it. See, your faith without the Word of God and the Word of God without your faith, there's nothing going on, honey. But when they get mixed up, there's a spiritual reaction begins to take place in the heart and the mind of the believer and you begin to say, hey, I can overcome. I am made more than a conqueror through Christ. The overcoming life is not as difficult as we make it out to be. Let me read this. So when your faith comes in contact with the living and breathing word of God, there's a spiritual reaction that occurs. You be, Watch this. I put this in bold. You begin to see things that you didn't see before. 
And you'll stop seeing things that have always been there in the past. Paul said it like this in Ephesians 1, 18 and 19. That the eyes of your understanding, not your natural eyes, but the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory and the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who Believe, remember, believe that the Lord is Christ according to the working of his mighty power. Paul probably got this from the story of 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 17. I'll just skip down to verse 17. Just to understand, the Syrians, they're going out to battle. And the Syrian king says, we're going to go so-and-so and defeat the Israelites. And God starts talking to the prophet Elisha while he's in his bedchamber. And he tells Elisha the plans of the enemy. See, if we could just learn to walk in the Spirit, the Bible said, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That God will, hey, there's been promptings. I'm just going to be honest with you, and I'm going to keep it real. God, he loves us enough, even in our ignorance, amen, he, he blesses us. I'll be driving fast, and all of a sudden I feel, I feel, I mean, I literally feel the Holy Spirit say, you better slow down. You're dry. And then all of a sudden, just, just, I mean, just over the hill. See, and, and I could have said, oh, man, I got, I got to get here, I got to get there. No, if we will learn to just listen to the Holy Spirit. Here's Elisha in the bed, and King says, we're going to do And the Bible said he did this multiple times. And finally the Syrian king said, now, he brings all of his rule, and he said, who is against us? Somebody is telling the enemy our strategy. And they said, no, my Lord, there's a prophet in Israel named Elisha. And when you say something in secret, God reveals it to him. In his, see, God will reveal to you. Amen. He said, I'll even make your enemies be at peace with I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And so the king said, well, where is this Elisha? I mean, we, we got to do something. We got to defeat him. And the Bible says that all the Assyrian army, they go and they encamp around uh, Elisha and his servant, amen, in Dothan. And we're going to pick up verse 17. Now let's pick up verse 15 because I want you to see this. Watch this. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant, amen, ran back and knocked on the tent door and said, Alas, master, what shall we do? And he, Elisha, answered, do not fear. Remember, the Lord is our refuge, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, what? We will not fear. Because Elisha has been entertaining the presence of God, he woke up what made Gehazi a nervous wreck and ready to run. Elisha wakes up in the power and the presence of God and says, do not fear. Watch this, for those who are with us are more than those who are with us. He's like, dude, what you looking at? All I see is a bunch of horses and chariots and we are outnumbered, surrounded, and our goose is, come on, somebody help me, cooked. And Elisha prayed. Remember, what was one of the steps of overcoming life? Prayer. 
Elisha got his sword, got his shield, ran out there and said, I'm going to whoop all y'all. Take my coat off. No, Elisha prayed. We're trying to do it in our own mind. We're trying to do it in our own force. We're trying to do it like this or that. We're trying to do it what? Like the world does. Remember, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war like the flesh wars. Elisha, somebody say it with me. He prayed. Watch this, and he didn't get down and do some 45-minute long. Please, God, oh, God, I, I golly. And I mean, just kept on and kept on. And, and no, he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. See, when your faith touches the Word of God and then you mix it with prayer, you start seeing things that weren't there that are there now, and then you stop looking at the things that have been there, and you begin to see. When you behold the grandeur and the glory of God, every problem looks minuscule. This is no mountain for a climber. Overcoming the enemy is not always by force or might. It comes by faith in God who will not prevail you. It comes by praying crazy yet simple prayers. Elisha didn't overcomplicate it. He said, God just opened his eyes so he can see what I'm seeing. That they be more for us than they that be against us. And with God, if God be for me, who or what can be against me? The Lord is my strength and my strong tower. I will not fear. It's praying crazy prayers. You don't have to mix a lot of words. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 7, don't pray like the heathen mixing a lot of words. Just pray, God, open his eyes. God, open my... Some of the most powerful praying I've ever done is in a moment of almost life or death and all I had time to do is say, Jesus! car going down Grant Mountain Swords and Gout. I mean turning, turning, turning around every curve almost from the top all the way to the bottom. We made every curve missed every car and we stopped and not one thing was wrong. Why? Because we called out on the name of Jesus who saves, who delivers. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. I've been off that mountain. I've wrecked off that mountain. I know how that, I don't even like, man, all you folks that come from Grant Mountain, move to Scottsboro. So I can come visit you more. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. I got to get to this. Let's go back to Isaiah 26, 12 through 14. Pastor Joel, you can go ahead and start joining me. I know I'm a little earlier than when I told you, but I'm going to wrap up. Lord, you will establish peace for us. See, remember peace, nothing lost, nothing broken. You will establish peace for us. For you have also done all our works in us. That's how easy it is to be an overcomer. Just let God do it through you. What you cannot do, let God do through you. 
Oh, Lord, our God, masters beside you have had dominion over us. But by you only we make mention of your name. Verse 14, I didn't read this. Watch this. They are dead. They will not live. They are deceased. They will not rise. Somebody needs to start saying this to your problem. I mean, four times. They are dead. They will not live. They are deceased. They will not rise. Therefore, you have punished, watch this, and destroyed them or vanquished them. And watch this, and made all their memory to perish. Remember, faith will cause you to see things that you didn't see, and then it will cause you to start not seeing things that have been there in the past. Exodus chapter 14. Again, I can't read all these verses. You ought to read the whole chapter of Exodus 14. I love the Word of God. I don't want to just give you my opinion and you just walk away like, man, Waylon thinks we can be overcome. No, the Word of God says you can. It doesn't matter what Waylon Miller thinks or doesn't think. Thus saith the let every man be a liar and let God's Word be truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. It's for freedom. Come on, stand to your feet all over the house. I've got many more verses, but I'm going to end with this. Exodus 14. The children of Israel have escaped Egyptian bondage but they still have a slave mentality. See, God don't just want to deliver you from. He wants to deliver you out of that mentality that got you to where you were to begin with. Now watch this. Children, they're surrounded. The Red Sea's in front. Pharaoh's army's behind. Now remember, the man of God's already been talking to God and God said, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart and he's going to pursue them. But you tell the children of Israel not to fear. See, God will not tell you not to fear unless there's something to be afraid of. In verse 13, And Moses said to the people, This is after 400 and, watch this, 430 years of slavery. And you say, where do you get that? It's it's written twice in Exodus chapter 12, verse 40 and 41. 430 years they were in bondage. They were held captive. They were enslaved. They were ensnared. 430 years of not living and overcoming life. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Verse 13, stand still. Remember Psalms 46.10? Be still and know that I am the Lord. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He shall accomplish for you today. Somebody say today. For the Egyptians or that problem. Put, put, I, I, if, if you underline in your Bible later where it says for the Egyptians whom you see today. Maybe it's that addiction. Maybe that's this issue or that issue or this problem or that problem. Whatever it may be for your life. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Father, I thank you for your word. 
Listen to me. The overcoming life is living and walking in victory daily over the enemies that try to plague you. It's knowing that you are first and foremost, watch this, a child of God. And when you know whose you are, you know who you are. And when you know who you are, you know what you are. You are an overcomer. It's declaring scriptures like Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's quoting verses like 1 John 4 and 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. It's quoting Psalms 18, 2 and 29. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will put my trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Verse 29, for by you I can run against a troop and by my God I can leap over a high wall. Father, I pray that we would get a hunger for your word.